Welcome to the Early Learning Matters podcast series. Uh, we're focused in today on talking about numeracy in the early years. My name's Jackie Ward. I'm the Early Years Learning Coordinator and I'm joined by my colleagues Juliana and Linda. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Jackie. It's Linda DeMarcellis. I'm the Numeracy Coordinator K-12. Um, my background is primary. Um, but yeah, enjoying this space of K to 12. Thanks. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's Juliana here. I'm the K to 6 Numeracy Advisor working with the beautiful Numeracy team at State Office. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So today we're talking about numeracy in the early childhood and talking about, I guess, um, what it looks like in the early years learning framework, but also acknowledging that the early childhood years go span into the first few years of school as well. So from the pedagogy point of view, there might be a bit of overlap in both spaces. So the first thing that we wanted to talk to, uh, about today is the sort of learning that happens in early childhood, and particular now we're focusing in, in the um, before school, particularly in relation to the early years learning framework. So I guess I wanted to start off by saying that, you know, because I think people don't always acknowledge that um, numeracy is called out quite specifically in the early years learning framework. Um, it's an important aspect all the, all the way throughout a child's schooling. Uh, literacy and numeracy are core um, skills that children need to have to be successful learners at school and lifelong learners. Uh, within the early years learning framework, it's specifically called out, but not solely represented by learning outcome number five. Um, and it talks about the early years learning framework talks about um, literacy and numeracy capabilities are important aspects for communication and are vital for successful learning across the curriculum. Um, in terms of the definition, numeracy is defined in the early years learning framework as the capacity, confidence and disposition to use mathematics in daily life. And the early years learning framework also calls out that educators require um, a rich mathematical vocabulary to accurately describe and explain children's mathematical ideas and support numeracy development, spatial sense, structure, pattern, number, measurement, data, augmentation, connections and exploring the world mathematically um, are all powerful mathematical ideas that children need to become numerate. So I guess we um, were keen to sort of talk a little bit about that. Juliana and Linda. I'll jump in there, Jackie, and I can't go past the dispositions um, as a part of the numeracy definition. Um, and that's, I think, something that uh, beyond the early years, we're still uh, getting a hold of and, and understanding, especially as educators and teachers who, who may or may not have a, a biased view towards mathematics and numeracy. So I, I think it's a really important uh, part of the definition of numeracy that goes well beyond the early years. Uh, so I'm so glad that you pointed that out. But I was, I was going to uh, um, add on, on the back of that in terms of dispositions is the early stage one syllabus is, is right on top of that in terms of the mathematics um, and what it, what it demands of students. And the very first sentence says, students ask questions in the early stage one stage statement. And it's so beautiful, and I'm speaking from my own experience here, being in those uh, rich classrooms full of tasks and tools that students can really leverage and bounce from to ask questions and do that exploration. Um, and then off that, they develop that fluency with the mathematical ideas. Of course, there's a lot of planning involved um, behind the scenes, but 
having at the forefront that students' curiosity uh, and their uh, ability to ask questions about what's happening, to sort through what the mathematics is and what those structures are, um, and then building in, of course, the language and the materials and ways of recording to build forward to those mathematical ideas. Um, in terms of that, that first year of schooling, um, again, in the syllabus, but also throughout all the experiences that we've had, I think the working mathematically components of the syllabus really drive what it should be, what, what it should look like in those early years um, and the sort of learning that should be happening. Um, and that includes, you know, uh, a focus on inquiry and exploring and connecting mathematical um, concepts through that understanding component. Um, and then also we've got, you know, the problem solving um, and fluency as well. Uh, the last thing that I want to say about, you know, um, the working mathematically components was that it really provides those opportunities for students to engage in genuine mathematical activity. I think that's really important so that students find those real connections to their lives. Uh, and that's the goal in terms of being numerate and being really creative and flexible and confident with the mathematics and numeracy that they develop in school to also apply outside of school. It's interesting, isn't it? It's a really good opportunity, I, I think, to see um, continuity of learning for children and how they could experience that with looking at what does it say in both the earliest learning framework and the um, mathematics syllabus, you know, because there's an opportunity to, to see that there's the, the similar ideas being built on and the similar way of, of teaching in those early years is really important as well. Having opportunities to interact with concrete materials and explore ideas and problem solve and ask questions and all those ideas are equally represented in the earliest learning framework as well, especially in outcome four. So, Linda, did you have anything else to add on those sort of, um, you know, looking at the maths in both spaces? Yeah, thanks, Jackie. Look, I really also love that whole notion of dispositions and how powerful it is about that curiosity and the wonder and the hypothesising. We know that in mathematics, we strive for students to be able to generalise and to have that opportunity in the early years um, learning framework to be called out that they are going to be hypothesising at such a young age through their uh, curiosity and wonder of what is around them and really noticing the mathematics is important as the childhood um, teacher there and really then capturing students' ability to express themselves based on what they're um, noticing and wondering. And then also to nurture those dispositions. Um, we know that the young students are really quite um, confident with what they can do and they don't really have this notion of, um, I can't do this. So the mindset is really important to still nurture that um, and knowing that, you know, they may not know all the terminologies that um, can be expressed and articulated but as a teacher, you're purposefully um, encouraging those conversations and that language to be mathematical. Yeah, and that, you know, building that sort of love of, of maths and that, um, you know, understanding that you are um, capable to engage with those ideas and concepts because yeah. from a really early age, people decide whether or not they can or can't do something. So, you know, if you're encouraging people to be open to see themselves as mathematical thinkers when they're really young, that's likely to, to stay with them throughout their schooling.
Exactly. And you know, as adults, sometimes we also have that tussle with disposition about what we can and can't do. So I think it's really important as educators that we always display those growth mindsets to um, nurture those dispositions. Alrighty, well, let's move on to our next topic. And this one I put in there because I always think to myself, you know, what's the difference between mathematics and numeracy? You know, like what we talk about both of them and we often talk about them intertwined and interconnected. So I'm interested to hear what you guys um, have to say about the difference, I guess, and what's the, you know, what's the rules around talking about one versus the other? And do you normally talk about them together? And what are your thoughts on that? Jackie, you are not the only person who tussles with that idea or needs that clarification. Exactly. It's something that, you know, even um, in the in our roles in state office, we are constantly tussling with this, um, especially in the K to six space uh, where, where students have that one teacher usually uh, who is, you know, sort of in charge of their mathematics development, but also their numeracy development. And that's quite unique to 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 primary because secondary is quite different to that. But it's really hard to define one without reference to the other. Um, the numeracy guides that were released um, earlier this year really sort of start to unpack that idea. Um, but, but in a nutshell, numeracy is considered as that confident application of the mathematics skills, understandings and dispositions. And the important part is that it's across areas of learning and also embedded within our daily lives. So that, that's the goal when we say, you know, we, we're trying to build numerate students. It also um, involves like really critically building students who can recognise where mathematics can be used and which mathematics, which, which tools, which problem solving techniques, which part of their math knowledge are they um, most relevantly supposed to apply in a particular situation. But if we talk about the way that mathematics is described, and I'm going to use the syllabus definition, um, it's a reasoning and creative activity employing abstraction and generalization to identify, describe and apply patterns and relationships. Now that's a really important definition for mathematics as well, because mm -hmm. reasoning and creative activity are not the two things that teachers would think of when you ask them to define mathematics. And sometimes it's not what students think mathematics is either. So I think having knowledge of what mathematics is, is also really critical to, to how we build our pedagogies around mathematics. Um, and, and it really is that study of patterns, relationships and generalising. Well, that is awesome. That has been very informative for me. And I think, you know, thinking about it in the early years learning framework, it's we, we don't sort of think in terms of sort of key learning areas. It's more broadly, you know, talked about sort of, you know, from the point of view of the child. So it's not like it's essential, I guess, to know. But if we're thinking about, you know, building our understandings um, as educators and knowing, you know, how do we then, you know, teach children mathematical knowledge and understanding, but then also numeracy skills to apply it, I think is really important to sort of unpack that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I think, Jackie, um, when we talk about sort of, you know, what comes first, is it the mathematics or the numeracy? In a primary perspective, and I think the early years, it's really closely linked. There are some mathematical understandings that students will have to have and, and small children have to have, but it's then how they bring out their understandings and they become numerate to display that. Nice. And a nice little segue into our next topic, which is supporting numeracy development. 
So I guess just talking a little bit to sort of start off with the idea of how does that early learning, because this is, I guess, the point of our podcast, as in the title, Early Learning Matters. And one of the things that I really hope that this podcast series does is really raise the awareness of what, how important it is, I guess, to nurture the garden of what happens in those early years to lay the strong foundations to reap, um, you know, a bumper crop when we're talking about children doing their HSC and all those sorts of later targets, I guess, for literacy, numeracy and performance in general in terms of improved outcomes. So how does that sort of early learning support later learning at school? I'd like to sort of start there if I can. I think, you know, how we started this conversation about that um, description of the early years frameworks and how your outcomes talk about disposition, talk about curiosity and that confidence, creativity, all those um, really beautiful uh, language that describes really what students need to take from uh, preschool into their first year of schooling is that confidence and that real um, understanding that I'm here to sort of express what I know, but also to hear what others know and then use what I know and what others know to bring together to form their understandings about mathematics, especially in those really early, early years. Yeah, that sounds good. Would you like to jump in there, Juliana? Yeah, I was just going to um, jump in and really focus in on something I said earlier as well, and I think Linda touched on it as well, is that maths, as we said, is that study of, of patterns and structure. So the early years are really, really critical in developing students as what we could consider pattern seekers. And Joe Bowler has some beautiful stuff about um, what this looks like in the early years and then obviously developing it a little bit further. Um, and it's as simple as noticing what's the same, what's different. Um, even just that, you know, that little structure of noticing and wondering, which I know our early years educators do so well. Um, and, and it really does change the lens at which students enter their mathematical understandings. So, you know, building that ability to test conjectures, make generalisations, use structures such as which one doesn't belong and why where there's multiple reasons why things don't don't um don't actually belong um, but finding those similarities and differences to test those generalizations is really important they can be done in the early years you know i've done it in my own little uh kindy classrooms and i you know teachers across the state are doing it really really well where they're comparing and contrasting and using reasoning activities to really get that sense of mathematical structure and then supporting that of course with the correct mathematical language um, and I think it's really important to remember that in those early years it's really important for students to physically engage in mathematical tasks um, so even something as simple as counting and building in the right tools so that students are getting a sense of that quantity um, and then you know when we're talking about sorting you know sorting animal counters in multiple ways and keeping it really open-ended so that students are really curious creative and, and true to the heart of what what mathematics is and and then to add to that the more patterning they're seeing or noticing and the more differences that they're able to articulate is really going to help them with that generalizing about what they can notice and wonder and and what it is exactly that um, that has that regularity or um, that has that you know mathematics behind it 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, you raise a good point there that there's lots of evidence that shows, you know, if children have all of these um, great skills early, you know, early in the, their experiences, I guess, in early childhood, they're more likely to have, um, you know, be able to develop stronger skills in more complex uh, mathematical skills in later life. And I think it also sort of... Um, prompts within me thinking about that, you know, what we need to do as educators is ourselves have a good understanding of numeracy concepts and awareness of how children learn these skills so that we can um, look at and address, I think, any of our own biases, you know, like we often bring as to our professional practice, our own experience with things and, and maths um, is a really good one where some people don't always, haven't always had a positive experience themselves. So, you know, that idea that you look at your own sort of experience and understanding and build it if you feel that there's any, you know, gaps or, or room for that so that you can then be, you know, um, encouraging children to do all of those things that maybe you didn't feel as comfortable with yourself. So I think that there's, unless we have anything else to say, um, I think that's probably drawn us to the end of our podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll get together again and talk some more. Um, about everything numeracy and maths as we've decided that they're good friends and hold hands together. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you wanted to add there, Linda? Oh, look, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks for having us here um, to talk about this. It's a really nice way to um, start the conversation uh, really about connecting teachers to understand mathematics and numeracy in that relationship, especially in light of the early years framework and um, students' early entry to schooling. Um, but thanks for having us. We've definitely got more to talk about. So we hope to continue this conversation and explore a lot more. Awesome. Thanks, Linda. Juliana, would you like to say anything more? No, I was just going to finish off with I'm really happy with, you know, where the conversation led us today in terms of, you know, developing those dispositions, the curiosity. It didn't matter if we were talking about maths or numeracy, early years, kindergarten. It really spoke to uh, what we want teachers and, and students to know about numeracy and have that love and passion uh, that we all do and developing that in our in our learners. So thanks for having us, Jackie. Yeah, thank you. It was a really good opportunity, I think, to showcase a bit of continuity of learning opportunities there as well, wasn't it? So if anyone is interested to find out a little bit more about what we've talked about today or some more resources, you can go to the Early Learning website, which is on the Department of uh, Education website. You click on Teaching and Learning. Uh, curriculum and then early learning and you can find some resources on our page or you can go to Linda would you like to share the details of literacy and numeracy? Sure to get to literacy and numeracy you go to teaching and learning and then again curriculum and within curriculum has literacy and numeracy. Um, we have quite a few uh, different sections there and with some of the things that we talked about today, I think it would be nice to go and have a look at the guides, which is um, under resources for schools. And then any of the classroom resources you can get through um, that tab. We also have professional learning. So uh, have a look at literacy and numeracy professional learning. There might be something in there that you will um, uh, be able to discover and help your journey of becoming uh, more confident in what you're doing with your students um, around numeracy and mathematics. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah.